That is a hot take. Prove uh, me wrong. You're never I've wrong never been wrong before. Right. Yeah, you're wrong this time, Pauly. Syracuse basketball is a name brand. The cream rises to the top, Pauly. The Yankees will be there. Pauly asked that question on purpose, and I just don't like Pauly right now. <laughs> Nobody needs a six-hour baseball game. If you're going to lose that many face-offs and you only lose by a goal to the number one team, is it really so bad? You claim that my buddy doll is as dependent as a child. Yeah, that's a great idea. I don't think you can get away with that. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Stephen Fonte, Pauly Sebelia with you up until 2 o'clock. We're talking sports on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. Three guests lined up for you, all within the span, really, of this first hour of the show. We've got our good friend Nate Mink from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard set to join us at 1215. Eric Devendorf to talk some TBT. The sights are out for this year's tournament. We'll talk some Bayhams Army. We'll get into some Cuse basketball as well with Devo at 1245. And then uh, a Cuse guy, Rich Samini, Jets reporter for ESPN's NFL Nation, will be on with us. We talked Bills yesterday. We'll talk some Jets today coming up at 1 o'clock. Sam Darnold, of course, gone. The Jets uh, pick second overall in the upcoming NFL draft, plus your phone calls mixed in at any time, 315-437-7644. And look at that, my uh, partner back with me today. Good to see you again, Paulie. Yeah, I I went millennial yesterday. I took a uh, mental health day, relaxed a little bit. Yeah. Was it good for your mental health? You're back, refreshed, ready to go? I cleaned the house. I walked the parkway, scrubbed the deck. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for more sports. You picked a good day to do it. Yeah, it was uh, perfect. Raining right now. Um, I, I came into the office about 9 o'clock for Bridge Street. Everything was fine. looked like a beautiful day. And then on the air at about 10.30, I, I referenced the fact it was a beautiful day. And then Sestina was like, no, nah, I, I think it's raining there, Steve. So we, we took a live shot outside, and sure enough, it was it was pouring rain. So you uh, you did the right thing by taking yesterday off, uh, opposed to, to today. Um we got to start with with some baseball. There's a lot to get to. We'll get into baseball and basketball and football. Uh, we start with baseball, though, and for the second time in less than a week, uh, we've seen a no-hitter in Major League Baseball. Um, obviously, you were able to celebrate your Padres no-hitter over the weekend, and then last night the White Sox got one. Uh, Carlos Rodon uh, becoming the 20th pitcher in White Sox history to throw a no-hitter. He was two outs away, Paulie, uh, for making it a, a perfect game, and then... Uh, Hit by pitch ended the same, uh, ended the dream. Same for the as the Padres. Game. It's so weird that they happened that closely, and the perfect game ended on you, you know a hit by pitch. Oh, to third, Moncada. Carlos Rodon has thrown a no hitter. After everything he's been through, the elbow and the shoulder were supreme on April 14th, 2021. Yeah, came back from Tommy John surgery uh, two years ago. And, uh, of course, that was Jason Benetti on the call. He's a accused guy as well. But uh, Rodon, has, he's battled back from injury. Um, you know, you go through Tommy John surgery, and I know it's not like it, it used to be, Paulie, but anytime you go through that surgery, you know, guys wonder if they're ever going to be the same. And, uh, you know, at least last night, he looked uh, looked better than ever. It seems like people come back from it better now. Yeah. Like angels in the outfield. They get like a a muscle moved and they, and they throw better. But 
Yeah, that's a great story. And Jason Benetti did a great job of calling it. And hopefully we can make him a friend of the program and have him on tomorrow. That's uh, that's in the works. So. All right. Let's uh, let's see if we can make that happen. Benetti's a, a great guy. Hey, Obviously, a, a great call. True professional. Um did you have a problem at all? Did you did you see the ninth inning, at least the highlights in the ninth inning? I don't know if you were watching or not, but did you see the close play at first to start the inning? I did not. Okay. So Josh Naylor uh hits a, a ground ball and it he he tried to try to beat it out. And he slid at, at first base, like went went all out to to try and get there. And he, right. he just I mean, he was he was just out by a fraction of a, you know, of an inch. Um, and I know there's that unwritten rule in baseball that, you know, you don't break up a, a, well, at that point it was a perfect game. It wasn't even a no hitter at that point. You don't break up a perfect game trying to bunt. It was not a bunt. Uh, it was a ground ball. You have any problem though with him no. going all out and, and diving as into long first as, base? And as long as he didn't, no, as long as he didn't bunt. You don't want to get yeah, no hit. I have a problem. No, I didn't have a problem with it either. But I, I know, you know, some people are like, ah, that's as you know, great as it league. as great as it is on one side of the fence. It's embarrassing sure. to get no hit. <laughs> you didn't get a hit. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. as long as he's hustling and trying. Yeah. Um, if now, he had, if he had bunted, I'd have it. Go ahead. With it. Especially now, in the hit by game. pitch. Now, in the hit by pitch, do you have? a responsibility to try to get out of the way. We discussed this with Michael Conforto, right? Um, and I know you said the Padres uh, one was was broken up in a similar way. That was that was well earlier in the game, yeah. though, right? The, the Padres one was early on. This was, you know, with one out in the ninth, um, and there wasn't much effort. I think that's putting it kindly. wasn't much effort to get out of the way of that pitch uh, last night. Do you have a problem with that? Just no. kind of standing in no, there. It's not like he leaned into yeah, it. It wasn't he, like Conforto, and he kind of leaned into it. I saw he just that. Kind of stood there, and yeah, I saw that. He didn't have he he didn't have to get out of the way. No, don't hit don't hit the guy. That's on the pitcher. Uh, Do you have no you have no problem with that? Nope, I have no problem with what happened last night. If you're mad at a guy for hustle, like in an eight nothing game, if he had dropped a bunt, I would have had an issue. But if you're mad at a guy for yeah. hustling down for the first baseline, you're an idiot. You know? Well, he, he dove and then he was like and then he was angry, you know, he's kind of barking at the first base umpire and you know, he he obviously thought he was safe, wanted to be safe. I didn't have a problem with it either. It was just a just a good play. Um it, you know, hard play on, on both sides. Well played uh game. Um CBW just asked Jackie Robinson yeah. CBW just asked a great question. And I'm going to say yes to this. If you're losing one nothing in a no hitter, and it's the ninth inning, and you bunt, hell yeah, that's fine by me. If you get a bunt single in a one nothing game, yeah, I'm a hundred percent okay with it. Baseball has stupid unwritten rules, and everybody has their own. But I would be a. Would you be okay with that, Steve? If your team bunted to break up a no hitter in a one nothing game, you got to get base runners. Yeah, I, I mean, you 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 play to win the game. I you know eight nothing game. You're right. It's much different than a one nothing game. Yeah, I don't know to 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 bunt in that spot. It is one of those unwritten rules, and I'm with you. I think there are a lot of dumb unwritten rules in baseball. You know, you can't steal if you're up by a certain amount of runs. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I understand that you know there's sportsmanship involved, but first and foremost, winning is you play to win the game. Yeah, and and so yeah, if it's a one nothing game and 
you know, you're the number eight hitter in the lineup and all you've got, you know, you've got wheels and not much else. You know, maybe that's what you're doing. And this is the problem with trying to get on base. This is the problem with unwritten rules. You don't know what the run differential is okay to do that. Right. (laughs) You know, if it's two nothing, I mean, but if you get on base, you know, a bunt and a home run ties the game. If you're not two nothing, is it okay? I mean, I I don't know. I think two is the limit. You just explained it perfectly. Because then you're one swing away. Right. Well, what the hell do I know? I've so you could lead off the ninth with a bunt attempt if it was two nothing, but if it's three nothing, you're gonna be yeah, you know, you're, you're, in the back yeah, the next time you step in the batter's yes, box. Yes. <laughs> so I'm so I'm glad we uh glad we cleared that up. Uh it is Jackie Robinson Day uh, around the around the league and, and that you know, that's something that obviously can't be forgotten. Uh, what was it, seventy five years ago today? Uh Jackie Robinson uh you know becoming the first African American to 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 play. Um, it, you know, organized baseball at that level. Uh, it, it reminds me of one of my, my favorite quotes uh, of all time, and, and that's from Branch Rickey, the, the former Dodgers owner. Luck is the residue of design. Uh, love that, that, you know, we kind of create our own luck. And so uh, on this Jackie Robinson day, it, uh, it reminds me of, of one of my favorite quotes. I also like the, you know, from, from uh, A League of Their Own, Tom Hanks, the, you know, the, the heart is what makes it great. Those are probably my two favorite sports quotes. Um, but uh, today certainly reminded one of them with uh, with Jackie Robinson Day. Me- meant so much to the game, obviously, Paulie. Yeah, MLB doesn't do a lot right. They do this right, you, you know. Yeah. The, the, everything they do with it, the donating, the apparel to the Jackie Robinson Foundation, all the other stuff that they do. Yeah, baseball has got this one right, and I love how they do this every year. I did not realize that his number was not 42 in that first game that he played. I actually learned that today. I was reading an article about his number. He, he was wearing number nine uh, in his in his debut. Um, obviously, became synonymous with the number 42, but uh, according to the article I read today, that was uh, he was wearing number nine. Interesting. Um, in any event, we've uh, we've got to take our first time out here. Uh, I tell you what, we've got uh, we've got a phone call. Let's get to our phone call first, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get to Nate Mink. Uh, Tim in Eastwood is kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. Um, I'll bring up an example. Uh, I, I think it was, I, I can't remember what year it was. I think Kurt Schilling was with uh, still with the Diamondbacks. He was playing the Padres. Probably Paulie would remember this. And, and he had a perfect game in the ninth inning, and the catcher for the Padres, and the score was two to nothing. And the catcher. For the Padres, I think his name was Finley. Bunted like drag, bunted like blooped it over the mound, and got on ba- got on base, and that broke up his perfect game with one out in the ninth inning. And Schilling had a conniption about it, and I just laughed. I'm like, "What's the object of baseball? The object of baseball is to win the game. So you get a he gets on base, and the next guy hits a hits a home run. The game is tied. Yeah, that was. So I mean. Schilling was so full of it then, so I, I totally disagreed with his uh, getting pissed off at the um, I wish at that I, whole scenario. I wish I could remember. Oh, it was Ben Dave. Ben Davis was the the, the ben catch. Davis, yeah, right? Did it right? And he was he was like, "Hey, we're down two. His exact quote was, "It's a two run ball game. Bubba Trammell hits bombs after me. He's got twenty five home runs this year." I'm getting on base for him to try and hit me in. I don't. Have, Schilling right. did lose his mind, though. I remember that. Yeah, oh, Schilling was so, uh, and uh, 
you know, and that whole scenario brings up, um, you know, with Schilling brings up, I, and I always look back at uh, game six with the, the whole bloody sock thing with the Yankees. I think the Yankees should have bunted him off the mound until he, he uh, you know, he couldn't, he, he couldn't play anymore because that's how I was wishing that whole game you know, you know, with the whole bloody sock, is that they make him field his position? But that's a whole other discussion, I guess. Appreciate checking in, uh, Tim. Yeah, that, that's a perfect example, Paulie, that, yeah. that he brings up. You know, you. Uh, I don't even uh, personal achievements are great, but they, they come outside. You know, and we're going to talk about one later in the show with with Steph Curry, um, who had eleven three pointers uh, through three quarters and and ended up uh, you know sitting out the fourth quarter because you know the the Warriors were by you know up by so much last night. It, the the individual stuff is great. But first and foremost, it's about both teams, you know, competing and trying to win the game. And if the if the if their best chance is to, you know, bunt to get the first guy on and then hit a two run homer, if that's your best chance, I, I have no problem with you doing it. If it, even if it breaks up a, a perfect game or a no hitter. And for the record, I did not have anything to do with that call. Somehow the Padres find <laughs> their way into these broadcasts. We have a lot of Padres talk on <laughs> I this don't, show. Yeah, I don't even start it. But I did get to talk about Bubba Trammell. You did. I mean, you you've had a chance in the last couple of weeks to, uh, in the last month, I guess, uh, talk to uh, the the last two play by play guys for the San Diego Padres. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Padres talk on this show. All right, uh, let's take a time out here. We've got Nate Mink from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard set to join us on the other side. Uh, programming note, I've been told Eric Devendorf needs to to move back in the show. So Devo at 1.30. We've got Rich Samini at 1 o'clock. Nate Mink coming up next on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation. Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sebelia back with you on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. We've got Rick Samini set to join us here in about 10 minutes from now to talk Jets football, talk NFL draft. But to the phone lines we go, Tim in Syracuse next up on the show. Hey, Tim. Hi, gentlemen. Quick question. You know, we were talking about uh, punishments for NCAA teams, and we know yeah. Bayheim lost some games, and, and Joe Pa had games taken away. My thought is, you have to award all those other teams a victory if you're taking away the win. And in that regard, it could go to changing the record of that year. And, uh, you know, if Michigan actually beat Notre Dame in that certain year, maybe the, maybe that coach gets a bonus. That's, inter- that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I've never understood, Tim, the whole taking away wins for one coach. Um, I, I don't know as if you can apply those wins then to somebody else because they didn't win the game. Um, I know what you're saying. Like, if you're going to take them away, then, you know, somebody has to win the game. So if you if you take it away from that coach, you got to give it to somebody else. Um, I, I just I've never quite understood the whole vacating of wins. And, and as Paulie said, I'm not sure there's a great way to punish teams. Like, you know, what do you do with USC? The, you know, those the kids that were on that team are gone. Obviously, Tony Bland's gone. Um you know, how do you how do you punish them other than monetarily? Or maybe that's all you do. I mean, maybe maybe that's what they should do. Just punish them monetarily, make them, you know, make them hurt where it counts, I guess. But the the punishing the kids that are currently there and the coaching staff that's currently there, 
Um, you know, with with Tony Bland not there, I just it, to, to me it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, I, look, I agree, and I, I don't know how you punish for for past wrongs, but what I do know is if a game was played, there's a winner and a loser, and what you're doing is. Yeah. With Bayheim and Joe Pye, you got two losers, and somebody needed to win that game. So yeah, uh, I, I it doesn't that. make sense. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're right about that, Tim. It certainly does not make sense. Um, I don't know, Paulie. What do you think? If you if you take away wins, do you give them to somebody else? No, I, I no, I don't. Because you, the other guy, the coach didn't get the win. He still lost, even if the other guy was cheating. Right. <laughs> right. Um. Um. I, I could see doing it like in that season, like if yeah, if they catch you that year, if you catch you that that year, and oh well, you know, and they they do that, uh, you know, they do that at the high school level, right? If you played with a a a player that was ineligible, for instance, let's say your quarterback was academically ineligible, but you trotted him out there, you know, every Friday night, and you know, if you if you need to vacate those wins or or forfeit those wins. Then yes, I think the victories then should go to the other team because if your starting quarterback didn't play, and you know you lost that game or you forfeit that game, and then I, I think the other team should get credit for a win. Um, but that's like an in season, like that season type of thing. I don't know about retroactively uh, changing people's records or you know it, it's an interesting point Tim brings up though with you know with performance bonuses these days, you know a, a win or two extra could uh, you know could could mean more money for a certain co- coach or or less money for a certain coach. You know, if you're the one vacating the wins, yeah. Can I can I switch topics again, really quick, Steve? Like I like to do. Sure. So I've been thinking about Syracuse football, and you use the word buzz. Like, how okay. do they get a buzz about the program? They play okay. Ohio, Rutgers, Albany, and Liberty to start the season, and they're not promoting the football. Like, there is no way to build a buzz around that, right? Um, is there? Yeah. Y- they should be four and zero to start the season, and we don't even know what they've got. Like, but that is the buzz, isn't it? Like, if they start four and zero, regardless of who it's against, doesn't that create some buzz? No, because then they roll into Florida State. It's just, um, I don't know what you can make of this team until five weeks into the season. Yeah, yeah, you're talking October second. You're not talking the beginning of September. You're talking yeah. beginning of October. I understand that point. I guess what I'm saying is that. You you have to sell tickets. Well, that's right? what I'm saying. And it's going to be hard enough to sell tickets to Albany, Rutgers, and Liberty. Right. right. So why not take advantage of some built-in positive press for your program, which is, in my opinion, again, from a from a media perspective, that's what I look at spring practice. You know, it's a chance to, you know, maybe get to know some of the newcomers, um, you know, find out, um, you know, what the, what the coach sees or what, you know, what they think about certain position groups. And again, we're not, there's not gonna, not going to be anything controversial, nothing in depth this time of year. It's just it's positive press for you know whatever it is They've, four weeks in the spring, and maybe it encourages somebody to get excited about the season ahead and go buy tickets. You've got, I, I just I don't see I don't see the negative of right. putting your guys in front of cameras and even if it's for you know stretching out and going through drills. Like how, how does that how does that hurt anybody? You've got two highly recruited quarterbacks at your school right yeah. now. Let's—I'd like to know what they look like. You know, um, yeah. Let's let's get them out there. 
Chuck Tucker coming off that fantastic freshman season. You know, let, yeah. let's talk to him. Let, but right, you know, and and that's what some of the other teams do is they control who the media talks to. So okay, you don't want to open up the locker room to everybody like Jim Beheim does. You you pick a couple, you know, and that's generally what they do. You know, that's what the lacrosse team has been doing. They, there's gonna, there's a Zoom call today with uh, with Drake Porter and Stephen Rafus. The school just picks those guys. They put them in front of a Zoom. We can ask them questions for 15 minutes. You know, why not do that? Sean Tucker, Tommy DeVito, you know, whoever the case may be, you know, Josh Black, throw them out there. And, you know, why did you decide to return? I, I just, I don't, I don't think that that hurts anybody. And I think it, it could help. It, know, it definitely, that, that it definitely would help. About. And you realize, I was just thinking too, football season is going to be a nightmare with the calls. You know, whoever's not starting a quarterback should be playing more, right? You know that already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Without a question that's going to be the biggest thing. And maybe that's what they're trying to avoid, you know? If you don't know how the other one looks. I, I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's avoidable, though. And again, what are we going to glean from watching them throw with, you know, with shoulder pads and shorts on for 10 minutes to, you know, with no defense. Well, even like, you're you're right even now everything's done on Zoom. You don't have to see anything. Just put them out there. Right. Ask right the school, you know, it, it, well, it, whatever. It, it's I, we could continue to talk about this. I I I'm with you 100%. You're preaching to the choir on this as as Nate said. You know, you could you could pick what video you supply to the to the media outlets and then you could pick which players the media gets to talk to. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's to me, it's, as I said, you know, I'll, I'll say it again. To me, it's a missed opportunity to, to create some excitement, but, um, you know, Dino's allowed to do that. And I, you know, I, I realize they're coming off a one in 10 season. I'm not sure how much excitement there would be this time of year anyway, but I don't think it could hurt your cause. I think it would only help your cause. Right. Uh, so with that, let's take a time out here. We're up against the top of the hour. We can get back to this as the show moves along. If you'd like. Uh, 315-437-7644. No phone calls, though, for the next 20 minutes or so. We've got Rich Samini set to join us on the other side. We'll kick off hour number two right after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. Do you know what this music is, Polly? She keeps on passing me by by the yes. far side. Yes, one of my this favorites. Was one of my early requests. I love that song. So this, uh, this is my favorite. We got to get the Diddy first. from Paperboy, also. Yeah, I'm. I'm impressed you knew that right off the bat. Oh, this is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, great song. Um, all right, we're, we've got today's business here. Rich Samini um, had to push us back to 115. Oh. So now we've got Rich at 115. We've got Eric Devendorf at 130. He's guessed. So we'll get in uh, today's business here. Moving us we're around. We're flexible. Yeah. We're pivoting. We're pivoting to today's business. What do you have for us, Jordan? And it's funny, too, because if you remember, Devo was at 45 and Rich was at 1, so they weren't going to run into each other. Then we moved Devo, and now they're running into each other again. You can't win. But how about last night, Warriors, Steph Curry, we all know what he can do behind that three-point arc. He went 11 of 16 from three. He had 42 points, 29 minutes. He was going to break the three-point record in a single game. There's no doubt. But they were destroying the Thunder, and Steve Kerr did not let him play the fourth quarter. I know, Steve, you were in favor of keeping Jamal Murray in the game, but that was a game. This is a personal accomplishment. Are you letting Steph back in to hit a couple more threes? 
I don't think it's necessary. I mean, what else does he have to prove? Um, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't know this to be fact, but you you, you can fact check me on this. Did when when Clay got the record, didn't he do it in like three and a half quarters? Didn't he sit out the end of that game too? I th- I I seem to remember that. I could be wrong. Um, Let me fact check. No, he didn't have to go back in. I I I think if the record happens organically, you know, during a a game, then you know that it's a great achievement. Uh, it's a great achievement either way, but I don't think they, I, I don't think you put him back in in a blowout like that just so he can try to get the record. You know what we'd be I, talking about today feeling. if he hurt himself? Yeah, right. How in the world was he still in the game? So that's a good point. Um, side note on this, I mean, can we just all agree? I, I think some people believe it's you know recency bias or whatever. Well, he, you know, you can't say this yet. Can we just all agree he's the best shooter of all time in in the yes. NBA? No doubt. I mean, that, it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, we can, that's close. just fact now. Can we just stop saying, you know, arguably the best shooter of all time? Or I, I don't think it's recency bias. I, I, I'm fine with saying. Okay, the best I can, I can deal with that. I don't care enough to have an argument. So you're right. right. So anytime <laughs> it's like when we, uh, it's like when we uh, call somebody a Hall of Famer. You know, and any, anytime you reference like Jim Kelly, you have to say Hall of Famer Jim Kelly. So anytime we reference Steph Curry on this show from now on, we'll just have to say, you know, greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. I think as long as we all accept it. Yeah, I'm down. And Steve, your fact check. I don't have the quarters, but Clay Thompson only played 26 minutes and 33 seconds in that game. Yeah. Safe to say he sat out. Yeah, he sat out. Yeah, he, he he. I I want to say he didn't play most of the fourth quarter. I don't know if it was the entire fourth quarter, but I seem to remember that. He so, played Kadari okay. Richmond so minutes. The same thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Kind of unfair. I'm just gonna leave that alone. <laughs> he let Clay take 24 threes. He was 14 of 24. Steph only got 16 chances. So shot attempts. Maybe he should have gotten some more opportunities. I wouldn't. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it at some point. You know, if it's an actually, it's a competitive game and he catches fire, I mean, he's that good. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. He is on some kind of streak right now. Uh, his coach was a pretty good shooter, right? Yeah. He had the highest three-point percentage true. of all time. Forty. He shot 45% for uh, from three. Look at you dropping in facts. Just, uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. All right, Jordan, what else you have for us? Not as good of news. LaMarcus Aldridge, he just signed with the Nets. It was a big deal when they got Griffin and Aldridge. They're a super team, but LaMarcus Aldridge announced that he is retiring from the NBA. He's been suffering from an irregular heartbeat lately and says uh, it's time to go. It reminds me of a Marshawn Lynch quote as well that we've got. Great. That's your cue, Pauling. That's your cue to play oh, the soundbite. I don't know where the heck it is. Oh. I had a couple players that I played with that, you know what I mean, they no longer here no more. They no longer. So, I mean, you feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken. And when y'all, you know, ready to walk away, walk away and be able to do what you want to do. It's not like we didn't talk about that before the show, Pauling. I know. I I have, I have a very short-term memory, Steve. I see. I no locked worries. myself um, out of my house twice on Saturday. How is that possible? I did it twice in the same day. How, how, is, how is twice possible? Mario told a story yesterday about how he 
paid for tickets that he didn't get to a to an NHL game in Pittsburgh twice and and got scammed out of money twice. And I I question his judgment on that. Like once, okay, but how does that happen the second time? Uh, how did you lock yourself out the second time? It was hours apart, and I did the exact so? same thing. So the first time. I had my sunglasses in my pocket, and I felt it, and I thought it was my keys, and I walked out. And then okay. four hours later, I walked out. This time, I didn't even feel my pockets. Just shut the door, and it was locked. And I, I did it twice. Brutal. And I, I am now bruised all over my legs and stomach from having to break into my house and crawl through the windows. I was going to say, how do you get back in? Not that you want to give out secrets. How do you break into your house? But you had to break. you had to break in. Yeah, my dog just sat there. What do you want your dog to do? Attack me. Her. I want her to attack me and kill me <laughs> oh, as I'm breaking in the house. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you wanted her help to get you back Go in the get house. the keys. <laughs> Indy, <laughs> right over there. Oh. So what were we talking about? And that's, talking about Hale, Sa- Hale, Hale Sagan also said, Paulie needs one of those passcode locks. I have one, but I locked myself out and left those keys on my counter. <laughs> You don't hide a key like a random key. No, I like do. Somewhere around your house. I do, but you that doing? key was in the house because I had locked myself out well, last month. Okay, that doesn't. How often does this happen? One time, Steve, <laughs> I locked myself out of the house with my car running, drove all the way to work without my car keys or my car or my house keys. Then what did you do? I had to not shut my car off, turn around, and go home. <laughs> That is ridiculous. I am a hot Why mess. Why does this happen to you so often? Because I, I, so. I, I am in early stages of mental decline. I really believe that. Maybe you need to put multiple keys around I need house. ginkgo I biloba. I you to say that you used the spare key to get back in the house, and then the spare key was back in the house, so that's why it happened a second time. No. I don't know. You are a mess. I think I've locked myself out of my house once in my life. You've done it, what, three times in the last two months? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> wow. That's one of those things, like, you do it once. I feel like, anyway, personally, if I did it once, it, it wouldn't happen lesson, again. You learn a lesson, right? I make sure that didn't Yeah, right. Apparently, you don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jordan, back to LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got to obviously take care of himself. Um, my wife said something the other day. What did she say? She said uh, she texted me, wellness, greater sign, Illness, wellness, more important than illness, or wellness is better than illness. Something along it was. It, it was deep. Whatever it was. That's a hot take. She's not listening, but yeah, it was deep. So I, I get where he's coming from. You got to take care of your 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 well being. You got to take care of you first. Um, you know, everybody else treats it like a business. It's it's okay for the players to treat it like a business as well. So you I d- take care of yourself first. I double screened last night watching, watching the Padres and the Sixers. What did you think of the Nets not playing anybody last night? Did you see against the team they're tied for for first place? I mean, it, it, it's all about the playoffs. I mean, they, but you, you get know, you could get the number you, one seed, and you just the Sixers only won by six, but yeah, you don't want to have to play the Bucks. It, yeah, it's that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I don't know. I think you, you, you more so. I mean, I assume they did it for workload management. Yeah, well, they did. It was That's a back. Reason? It's a back to back. But why do you sit? Yeah. Why do you sit the first game and not the not the Sixers game when you're tied with them for first place? If I was a fan, I am a fan. 
I would be mad also. Steve Nash said KD wanted to play, but they held him back for his own good, by the way. But you would definitely say that even if he didn't want to play. Yes. Right. Obviously. Yes. Sorry, I'm bringing my own um, business. <laughs> no, that's okay. Into today's business. That's okay. Do we have one more or do we want to take a break here? I do have one more I think is pretty... Uh, it's of note to Syracuse fans. O'Shea Brissett is on his second 10-day contract right now with the Pacers. The way it works, after your second contract, the team either has to sign you for the remainder of the season or let you go. Brissett dropped 10 points in 10 minutes last night in a win against the Rockets. And I'm curious what you guys think O'Shea's NBA potential is. Should he stay on this team? What do you see his role being on an NBA team? Uh, I'm trying to call up his numbers right now. You gave you gave I, his last game numbers. Let's see. I don't uh, know what his role could be. Yeah, like up to this point, he hasn't done much in the NBA, but he was averaging about yeah. 19 and nine ish with Fort Wayne. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's another one of those guys. He's kind of a borderline. He's going to be a guy. tweener. Think, yeah, you know, he's he's good enough to to play well and perform well at the G League. Not sure he's good enough to uh, to make an impact uh, in the NBA. I mean, good for him that he's he's gotten a couple of looks now. Um, I I don't know. You ask what his future is. I think it you know is, as Paulie said, he's kind of a tweener. Um, and and so I th- this might be what he does. He might dominate in the G League and then get a couple ten days and somebody gets hurt. Okay, we need his services for a little bit. He's kind of a stopgap measure. I'm not sure he's a long term solution necessarily for anyone. Paulie thoughts. I agree. Should we move on to Rich? I agree. agree? He basically right. said what I was saying. Yeah, he's Dynamite drop in, Monty. We'll take a time out here. We've got uh, that was Rich Samini set to join us. <laughs> what? I, I don't know what. I, I agree. Perfect. Great <laughs> nice. segment. It was It was great. <laughs> segment over. Uh, this has been today's business. On the other side. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>